The Detox Podcast may contain language some might find offensive. If you don't want to run the risk of raised eyebrows in the office, funny looks from your wife, or your children learning to use certain words in new, fascinating ways, use of adult discretion is advised. Or, at the very least, use headphones. Welcome to the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Galan, Joe, and I am John, and today we're going to be talking about spending time with your spouse, spending time with your friends, and how to balance that. We'll also have our regular segments, Ask the Dads, Dad Jokes, and Things to Check Out. But first, let me catch up with the dads. How are well, you guys doing? So, and actually, to catch up before I even get into how I'm doing, there'll also be, we're going to introduce something called Dad Stories. In this, so if you oh we if, are we have yeah a dad story. yeah we have a dad That's story right. from Lamar from the interview that Joe did that I released kind of in the in between episode two and three yeah or that we released wait we're gonna put it again in this one well yeah because we're gonna take it and cut it so basically we'll um we'll take it and, and, and cut that out so he he was telling a story about something with his older kid yeah and oh so, cool and so just that way yeah it wasn't in the interview no it was in the interview but it's just in it case was someone right there at the end yeah it was in oh, the gotcha. end just that way is kind of an example and if we get one between now and when I mix this down tomorrow then maybe we'll have two dead stories. Yeah, well, that's cool. Sounds I'm clearly good. in the know. Yeah. You are. We keep oh, you... we also have a special guest that you may hear. Yeah. 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 So it, there, there is a, an, an artist in Joe's house where we do the recording and she's coloring one of the coolest coloring books that I've seen for kids and it's a it's she, a Batman she coloring book. She told me book. it was the Batman book. Yeah. She did. This is true. Can you say hello, Sylvie? Can you say hi? Nope. She'll be nope. shy now that we're yeah. asking her, but in a That's second, okay. you'll probably hear her. Good, yeah. good thing it's not my kid, because my kid would just be like, oh, give me a mic, hook me up. <laughs> yeah, she and then, singing in for us and or something. And then she wouldn't, she wouldn't shut up the whole entire thing. But yeah, so Sylvie yeah. is here. She is at the table. She's coloring with us. And if you hear a small child, that is who it is. It's not Golan. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> if you hear two small children, it's then that's probably Golan. me. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, what, what have you guys been up to? I've been dealing with a sick kid, um, Ellie. The yeah, that's not fun. That's probably a whole episode we could talk about. On <laughs> yeah, the, on the, but it's a, essentially here in Texas. The the weather changed and went from really cold to in the seventies or maybe low eighties. And she, like her dad, is just that just wrecked her. And so she got a really bad chest congestion and was coughing. And like at one point, she woke up and it sounded like she was like choking on all the crap in her chest. And so that's just been a struggle, like figuring out what cough medicine to give her like do you give her the mucinex because kids can't they can't like get the stuff out like we can like they don't understand like hey don't don't that's like that slimy stuff don't swallow that like spit it up and so it's uh like she'll wake herself up in the middle of the night so it's almost like being parents of a baby again where you're waking up every couple of hours and having to go in and bring them bring her water or something sure so i've not been sleeping as well um but that's okay because yeah I'll live because you decided to bring life into this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one. She didn't write a letter. Asked to be born, so I'm like, That's I'm just gonna knock true. myself out with some Nyquil and just sleep through it. And make Teresa do all the work, and then she'll just beat me up. Yeah, please don't hurt me. That's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> another episode like how to how to fear your spouse, and your wife not to beat you up. <laughs> oh, that's a sad topic. That is. <laughs> yeah, save me, Joe. Yeah. So what I've been up to. A couple of weeks ago, I took Sylvie rock climbing for the first time. So I had gone to oh, this. 
Yeah, so she yeah, oh, I talk about cool. I talk about a subject that she excites and she starts yeah. talking. But cool. we uh, I had seen this rock climbing gym, I had asked them, What is your policy on kids? And they went, If they can walk, <laughs> they can climb. We have a f- Yes. We climbed up, up, up. She has a f- they have a full body harness, so you put it over shoulders and everything, and then you just lock them in and then you have to you know, belay them, give them rope, hold them down at the ground. But man, she we watched some videos about it and I thought she would like it, but I didn't know she would love it this much. She huh. could not wait. The first time she climbed all the way up the wall and I went, All right, it's time to come down. She went, No. And she just hung out upstairs, upstairs at the top of the wall, tried to climb on the ceiling. And I had to like, you know, kind of manipulate her down. And then I told her we come down so we can go back up. And then she was all for it. So every time we came down, she's like, all right, let me go right back up. She climbed like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 times. She climbed the most out of anybody there. It was amazing. Did she have a good nap after that? uh, She, so we came home because it was bedtime when we came home and she crashed. It's such a glorious thing, like where you know you you what you the kid wears themselves out or you wear them out, and then it's nap time or or bedtime, and right. there's no fight. It's like they just it's just out. Yeah, it's it's so great. I know I slept well, man. Oh, I wanted to ask you because oh well, first of all, guys, I heard the interview you guys did with Lamar Austin. Oh yes. Uh, so if you if if you're listening, and you haven't heard that, uh, Joe. You want to explain just a little bit about sure. who he was. Yeah, so we did an interview with Lamar Austin. He's a New Hampshire man who was fired for attending the birth of his son. You might have seen some news articles about it. It happened at New Year's. So there was a lot of headlines about it. And because we had done our episode on paternity leave, we reached out to him and saw if uh, wanted to see if we could do an interview. He agreed to do it. So we recorded it. Normally, I know, like uh, I think Galan said, we would have those interviews baked into the actual episode or as bonus Patreon content, but because we were able to get it, we went, let's just get it, throw it together, put it out as fast as possible. So if you haven't listened to it yet, you can listen to it. It's, uh, it's on our podcast yeah, feed. Exactly. You want, yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought that was a good interview. And, and you I think you said, a, something you said a couple of times was essentially he was put in a, a position where he had to choose between his family and job. And I was just thinking about, it sounded like in his situation, he was the primary provider for his family. So it was like it's like interesting because really he was being put in a position where he had to choose between his family and his family, right? Even which is was an unfortunate situation. But uh, it was cool to hear sort of the positive resolution for him and his family, and then now the opportunities he's going to have to hopefully hopefully impact thousands or tens of thousands of other families yep exactly Um, so that was cool so yeah if you haven't heard that check it out and real quick before we we get into our main topic i did want to ask you guys this because off mic uh before we started i was talking to joe a little bit about a couple of situations where he wanted to make sure he didn't have a his his small his young daughter in in a public situation or something where she was going to scream out at like at a (laughs) wedding or something at an inopportune (laughs) time and it got me to thinking like over this last week I went to lunch at work with some from some friends from work, and uh, you know we think like, okay, lunch it's like the time or lunch hour is the time to decompress or work or whatever. And so we go to uh, IHOP to take in some fine dining, of course, as, as one would. And uh, we got seated at this table, and right <laughs> behind me was this little guy. He must have been, I don't know, a year old, maybe somewhere yeah. around there, and. Uh, just screamed, screamed almost the whole time, oh, like wow. just high pitched, piercing screams. And he was with, it looked like he was with maybe his mom and then one of her friends. Yeah. And uh, the mom just kept being like, 
oh, stop screaming. And he would just scream more and uh, never an attempt to take him outside or do anything but just be like, hey, you need to stop screaming. So I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to talk to you guys about proper etiquette in that situation. Because me being a calloused, hearted person I am that doesn't have a kid, I just right. hear that and I just want to throw that parent through the wall. Not the little kid. I mean, sure. he, he's being a little kid. Right. But the parent that doesn't respond to the situation and like when there are like 30 other adults turning around and looking at them, you know, every time it happens, it was, I was I actually pulled out my phone to record it. Uh, cause I was, I was like, man, we can put this in the podcast because <laughs> like, like, like dads need to hear more of that. Right. But, uh, yeah. but I, I was like, I can't believe how crazy this is. Um, and then right as I pulled my phone out, he stopped. So I probably should have done that a lot earlier. Do you, uh, do you want to take it or you want me to start? No, it's, it's, I think it's the parent's responsibility to remove the kid from that environment. Like the people that are, that are yes, they, they choose to go there and they're consumers and they're customers and they have rights too. But it's what is the the phrase like your rights stop as soon as you start imposing on someone else's or something like that. As long as someone else's rights are violated. And it's like, I think it's to sit there and, and subject other people to your kids. You need to remove your kid from the situation. It's not fair to make the other people fight through that because you're, either have established the, I mean, there can be any number of circumstances, which would make for a really great episode discussion, but it's it for that. It's yeah. Like, and, for, and we, yeah, that along with that episode where we talked about like, uh, it should just be all about stupid things. Parents do this belongs. Part of it to me is, is discipline. So it's like, for me, Ellie knows, like I can just look at her and she knows when she is, and it helps that she's older, but it's like ever, ever since she was, I mean, she wasn't even two. She understands like the, the the mean glance like if I mean mugger or something and then it's like I'll take her outside it's after that first look if she does it again then we go outside and we have a very um discreet discussion it's like I don't yell at her because I'm not one to yell at I have actually a fairly strong opinion about that whole thing um so it's like there's been times where it's like do you want to sit out in the car and Without the window being cracked. Yeah, without the window being cracked. When it's like, no, she's no, not there, but she's, she's so... <laughs> That's terrible. She's so attached to her mom that it's like being away from her was enough motivation to get her to stop. Gotcha. And generally, that first conversation we went outside, that was it. It's But, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate like that. Not every kid cooperates like that. You know, there's circumstances that I don't understand. But for us, it's 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 an immediate thing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to subject other people to that. Sure. So... For us, since Sylvie's almost two, it's a little bit different, obviously, but <clears throat> we always tell her when we get to, when we're going to a restaurant, we tell her we're going to a restaurant, there's lots of people eating, we have to be considerate of them, we have to be nice, we have to be quiet, and we, we tell her before we go, we tell her when we're in the car and we're there, and we tell her when we're at the table, so we just kind of reinforce that. I would say, you know, it really depends on the situation. Sometimes she'll be really good and we'll just be like normal talking or quiet or kind of playing with some crayons or something. But other times she'll just be like, no, I'm really upset. I want food now or I want something else. And we'll, I will always, you know, man and I will both reinforce it once. One of us will say, no, we're in a restaurant. We have to do this. And we'll give her an opportunity to make a good choice and be quiet. And if she doesn't, we'll take her outside immediately and we'll tell her we're having to be outside because you can't be kind and courteous and we're supposed to be because we're in public and we're at a restaurant and then we'll be outside for a little bit we'll talk about it and then we come back in and i mean almost probably 90 percent of the time when we come back in she's good and she's better and she eats her food you know makes good choices and is fine so but that's that's kind of our philosophy is reinforce it multiple times before we're there give her one chance and then take her out 
So you guys are very considerate dads. Um, this IHOP mom uh, is a terrible mother, and that's why we'll ultimately be paying for her little son via our tax dollars going to the penal system. So uh, that's, wow. that's that topic. I hit you guys wow. with an early Ask the Dads, and uh, we'll be back to talk about spending time with your spouse, <laughs> spending time with your friends, and how to balance those two things. Direct all hate mail to John at detoxpodcast.com. Yeah. John Laird it's, does not represent the full opinions of this podcast. It's just, a, it's, just, I, just I'm not a, most of them. I'm not a dad, so people can't say anything that hurts me. That's very, very true. That's very true. true. We'll be back. So guys, balancing time with your family and friends, right? Time for your spouse, time with your friends, maybe with or away from your spouse. We'll talk about it, but first I want to get a baseline from you guys. On a scale from one to ten, where one is your wife is a total, like, oh, this is going to be, uh... This is a loaded question. It is a yeah, very it, loaded it question. it is, and I hope your wives don't listen to this part of this podcast, but... <laughs> On a scale from one to ten, where one is your wife is the totalitarian leader, like ruler of your life. She's like the prison warden that keeps you in isolation. Um, and where where ten is, you're completely autonomous. You do whatever you want, when you want, and you tell her how things are. Uh, where would you guys put yourself on that scale, one to ten? You go ahead and dig your grave first, buddy. I'm going to say a safe five. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty average. That's, it sounds like you guys are. Yeah. It's half and half. Maybe leaning a little to her side. I mean, that. it's uh, it's more of you know we communicate about everything and we talk about if we have stuff coming up or if we've got you know we want to make time for friends or we want to make time for each other or we want to make time for whatever we want to do. So we communicate about it and we decide. And it's a little bit of give and take, right? So sometimes. She'll be going out more because of either, you know, certain friends are in town or there's work outings or whatever. Sometimes it leans more in my direction. But, you know, we we both work very hard to respect each other and not not tell each other what's going to happen. But more of I would work like together. to do this. Yeah. Can, is there a way we can make it happen? We can't this week. OK, maybe I can do it. Maybe we can get together and do it with those people next week or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, say okay. five. I think yeah, that'll keep me out of trouble. Solid number. Yeah. What, what about you, Glenn? I would say a six. You would I'll say six. You I, said I it six. swings a little bit in yeah, your direction, yeah. but so, it's once again, it's like half and half. Yeah. So, I mean, and it, it's not like she's like, you can't do that, but it, it's, I think the expectation is there's, um, there's a balance between friends and, um, friend, you know, friends, family and stuff like that. Um, especially with Ellie, this, that way, you know, she's not the only one having to, um, to deal with Ellie. Not, not that Ellie's a handful or that she can't do it on her own, but I think it's just a, find a balance and as long as there's a balance sometimes that balance swings sometimes like like we get together and do something once you know every other week or something like that and so it's but as you know as long as i'm not spending my entire weekend away because ultimately during the week like we don't get to spend a whole lot of time together she works later than i do and so part of it's like she just misses spending time with me right and so you know but and and so i I say that like i mean she doesn't she doesn't necessarily listen anyway but I, i would tell her i think i think that she understands like that's that's kind of my thought on it and it's pretty much like like Joe and uh, Amanda do. Like we're balanced. We communicate things. We, I let her know, like, hey, you know, Saturday we're going to do the podcast, and then next Saturday we're getting together with our friend uh, Gilbert, and we're going to play board games, and then I won't probably do anything friend wise for a few weeks or something like that. 
Okay, Speaking so now, of which we really need to do board games with him again. Yeah, we so, do need a Matt, board game. If you're too. listening, dude, like, let's set something up. Um. Yeah, we also want to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Totally <laughs> wow. So, so there's there's just a quick baseline, but I, I want to get a, a broader context, and I just kind of want to work the walk through sort of the history of you guys getting married and then having a kid, and how that sort of changed uh, the way that you would spend time with your friends. So let's step into the time machine, guys, and let's just go back to the time when you guys first got married. What what age were you guys when you got married? I was 21 when I got married. Okay. Pretty young, pretty young. Mm-hmm. I'm doing math in my head. I was 29. We got married in 2008, born in 78. Yeah, so I was 29. Fun fact, I also got married in 28, or 28. 2008. 2008, so. Hey, look at that. It's 28, like, as we call it. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm totally so disappointed in yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah so. Okay. So, up until the point where you got married, what was like? How much time did you spend with friends as opposed to your future wives? I, I think for me, for <laughs> Sylvie wants to play for a while. I, like I lived with my friend Alan, and so and he was the primary person I hung out with. So it was I, I pretty much spent if I wanted to every day with him. And then when he moved, he moved in the same apartment complex. So I pretty much saw him whenever I wanted. But it would be like, oh, hey, I saw you yesterday. So I don't, not like you needed to, to invest multiple hours. But you see someone every day. You know, and we worked together. And so we would, we'd talk in our the instant messaging system we have at work. Um, and so, you know, it was a fair amount of time. But, I mean, it was in, in shorter spurts because I could see him whenever I wanted. And plus, he always wanted to play Madden. And I'm, I'm not the biggest Madden fan. <laughs> but that's also before like he had a kid too so it was like we were both he just, both had free time yeah we both had free yeah. time and yeah so. well what about you drew so i <clears throat> i enjoyed spending a lot of different time with a lot of different friends so i know that i am somebody that loves to make plans get out do stuff or have people over watch movies hang out play games just something i love being social so for me, I was always trying to see, you know, what friends were available, when, schedule time, do it. And Amanda and I took a lot of time hanging out as a couple. We loved to just kind of spontaneously go see movies, not really plan on seeing one, just seeing what was playing. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was getting to see a lot of friends on the weekend or maybe during the week. And that really made me feel good. I liked trying to, hit, you know, kind of like schedule time with all of these different friends so I could really uh, i like being social so it was it was good i like scheduling people out yeah okay so rambly there no (laughs) so now how did okay so so you get engaged you're moving to the marriage you get married what changed uh the most for you guys through that process as far as spending time with your wives versus your friends and and how did you work that out i I think for with us like we lived together a year before we got married so we we kind of I mean we saw each other every day anyway, and so we we split spent plenty of time together. Most I mean, especially once Alan moved out, like pretty much every weekend we spent time together. Like it's like you and I like hadn't reconnected at that point. So I I really like Alan was my primary friend, and so I spent a lot of time with Teresa, and I think that that probably helped a little bit. Where it's like if I wanted to go do something, let's say I wanted to go watch a movie she wasn't interested in then I could get out about if I wanted to go over to my grandmother's or something and visit her, I could without Teresa feeling like we needed to dedicate time to, you know, like 
spending time together. So it, it a whole lot didn't really change, just but I think it's because we had already had that year of living together and had already kind of established our, our schedule and, and what was, I guess, quote-unquote normal for us to do. Yeah, right on. Uh, so how old were you when you guys' kids were born? How, how long were you married before you had a kid? No, I'm trying to do math. I, we were married for four years because we got married in 2008 and Ellie was born in 2012. So almost two and a half years, or four and a half years. Uh, we were married for s- almost seven years when Sylvia was born. So we got married in 08 and Sylvia was born in 2015, beginning of 2015. So, okay. So, so during that time, did the way uh, did you find the way you spent time with your friends changed at all over those years? Uh, for me, yes. So, <clears throat> one the biggest thing for me was Amanda and I were long distance for we dated for two years and then we got married. We got married while we were in college. Then she transferred to the college I was going to, and we finished out college there. But for me, it was having a long distance relationship meant that. All during the week, I was hanging out with friends, and I was staying up to like kind of kind of crazy hours. Hi, Sylvie. Hi. Um, <laughs> hung out till all crazy hours, all long hours, and then on the weekends, you know, on a lot of the weekends, I would either go down and see Amanda, she would come and see me, and we would kind of spend all the time with each other. So, what the big shift was when we got married was we see each other every day now. So now kind of balancing that with friends. So before it was very like, I'd spend a lot of time with friends and then I would spend a lot of time with Amanda. And it was, for me, it was trying to figure out how to balance that. And it was really just kind of compromising on a lot of stuff. I I had to understand I wasn't going to stay out all night, every night with my friends and spend every single, you know, waking moment with Amanda. It was going to be a mix kind of both, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that is my daughter. Hi, Sylvie. Hi, Gaga. <laughs> Say hi to you. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and, and so it's like the the one thing that, that that you experienced more than anything. So by this, by by the time Ellie was born, like we had like what we started a like a D and D campaign, and basically we were playing every Saturday, and every Saturday for what twelve hours, something like that, some crazy nerdy session. Please don't judge us, everyone. But it's like. <laughs> Um, and so it's like pretty much when, when Ellie was born, like, and, and Teresa was totally cool with that, especially like during the pregnancy, I went to all of her like OBGYN appointments. Um, but once Ellie was born, it's that, that pretty much killed that. I think maybe we, we did one or two more sessions after that for not nearly as long. And yeah. So, so, so the, yeah. So your, your child arrives and then, they, they change everything yeah. as they're apt to do. Right. Yeah. So how how about you, Joe? How about how did when um so how did Sylvie's birth change sort of change the time that you had to spend with your wife and your friends? Sure. So I'll start with friends first. So for me, the biggest thing was um, I was so excited to have a baby and to have a kid that I really kind of just I really didn't schedule time with friends. I mean, I would see friends from time to time and friends that I worked with like Galan, it was a lot easier, but for most of the time, I really just kind of stayed within our own family unit because I loved seeing Sylvie spend time with her and really seeing every new thing. So as that expanded and she got older, one of the big focuses that we did was it's, we would still try and schedule time with our regular friends and we did and we had so much fun with that we would usually either bring sylvie if we could or 
see about a, you know getting a setter or one of us goes one of us watches sylvie but the biggest thing that made it a lot easier was finding people finding friends with kids so like we hung out a lot with galan and Teresa and ellie and ellie and sylvie played and then we have some other friends that have kids that are exactly sylvie's age so we'll hang out and that was really a good time because a lot of times when amanda and i would get a setter and go on a date we would feel like well this is fun but i'd kind of rather be home playing with sylvie so that gave us a good balance to if we went out with friends that had kids or hung out we got like friend time like for instance like with galan and his family i get to hang out with galan so i had friend time so we would get to hang out with ellie so she had friend time you know i'd be hanging out with amanda so that's kind of like date time and then we all have family time together so i think for us it was a bigger shift towards how can we get as many things done because sometimes it feels like if you do one you're sacrificing the other two and that's not really the case but that's kind of how it feels so that was our big shift after Sylvia was born. And one of the interesting things I think is when you, you read stories or whatever online or hear some people talk about their lives, it's like when they have kids, like their the time they spend with their childless friends pretty much stops. Like they just drift apart. And that happens. Like that's, I think that's really hard to do. And so for uh, Teresa and I, like we made, I mean, pretty much outside of you and Amanda, like none of our kids have friends. And we were very fortunate in the sense that everyone in in our lives was like loves Ellie. Like they completely embraced her. I, I specifically to, to help ensure it's like, I asked John to be Ellie's godfather just that way. He, she, he could be fully incorporated into her lives. It would give her someone else to look forward to. And one of the things I've told him, is like when we asked who was her family, her first response is me, Teresa and God, which is what she calls her grandmother. And then I say who else? And she says, Jesby, which is my, uh, Teresa's sister. And then she says, uncle John. And so it's, that was successful that in that integration to where it's like, that's just part of Ellie's life. But I think because I'd seen that and you see it in movies or whatever, it's like, I, I specifically wanted to make sure that we stayed. I'll take that back. My friend Alan had a kid, but yeah. So it's like, I, I specifically wanted to make sure that we stayed connected with the friends. I mean, cause the reason I really don't have a lot of friends. Like we are people that tend to make very strong relationships with very few people. And I wanted to make sure that we maintained all of those because that, that was really important to me. Cause otherwise like, our, our our circle of friends would be incredibly small and I, and I don't want to be like oh sorry I have a kid you you can't relate to me anymore so we can't hang out because you, we certainly can and I think it's it's hard to stay in that mentality and that's that's part of why I was really excited to talk about this is to you know to tell people it, it is possible to do yeah it's difficult but it's something that you actually have to I mean relationships take effort and it's something that takes more effort on your part to make sure that that's maintained it's true I will say you know we did we did something similar about I wanted to maintain a lot of relationships I had with friends that didn't have kids and I felt like it worked. I felt like it was one of those times where a couple times they would invite to hang out and I wouldn't be able to because of something with, you know, related to Sylvie. And so it became a time of, you know, I think maybe with one person I had a conversation, the other people I didn't have a conversation, but it was kind of an unspoken conversation about, Hey, I know this is kind of, an inconvenience right now, but it's a very short amount of time. We're still friends. We'll still hang out. We'll still talk. I'm still available. I just, it's harder for me to be able to get a sitter or be able to schedule things out right now. And, but it's already gotten easier. Sylvie's on a much more regimented schedule of her choosing. I tried to be a very like go with the flow parent. And she was like, no, I need a very rigid schedule. So 
It's she's routine baby. She's a very routine. <laughs> routine baby. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what Ellie she's is not like. A, she's not a routine baby, like the one you're in. No, about, but <laughs> she's like, she's a routine baby. Yeah, she's like, gotcha, she needs gotcha. a routine. Same, Ellie's the same way. It's like, if you interrupt her routine, it's not cool. But right. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's one of those where it's like, if you say, no, I, I can't hang out. It's like, you almost want to make sure you make effort to be like, I, I couldn't this time. Yes. Next time. And exactly. then you say, you know, and that's where the communication with the spouse comes in and you say, you know, it, it would really mean a lot to me, however the conversation goes for you. It's like, it means a lot for me to hang out with this individual, this, these people. So the next time that comes up, I, I want to do that. Like, let's figure out a way to make it, to, to balance that. Right. And exactly. So, yeah. So you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, Joe, when you talked about explaining, you know, to your friend that this, look, this is going to be a really temporary time period, obviously in the lives of your, your children, they're going to have different phases of their life and it's going to take more of your, uh, I don't know, direct attention or involvement maybe than at other times. So since the birth of you guys, children, have you found that sort of your situation has changed at all as she's getting a little bit older or are you still kind of in that she, she's really young phase? I think it is so like I was saying about the routine, it's a lot easier to kind of schedule things out if we know like here's here's an example. So I had a friend who uh, wanted to get together, play some games, and the time started at I think six thirty. Well I knew that Silly goes to bed during the week but between 7 and 7.30. So I knew I wouldn't be there for bedtime, but I knew it was important that I go. I hadn't seen this friend in a while. I really wanted to go. So when he invited invited me, it was early in the week, and the game night was midweek. So I told Amanda, we went, okay, I would like to go. So we prepped for it. We knew, like, hey, you'll be home for dinner, but you won't be here for bedtime, so we'll tell Sylvie. It'll be cool. No big deal. And it was. You know, usually... She likes both of us to be here for bedtime, and if one of us isn't, she wants to know and not just kind of be surprised. So it went a lot easier. But I had another time where another friend wanted to get together at 8 o'clock, and I knew Sylvie uh, Sylvie wanted to, you know, Sylvie would be in bed by then, so it was no big deal. We didn't have to schedule anything. We did bedtime, did normal routine, and then when Sylvie was down, I just headed out and met with them after that. Right on. What about you, Galan? Have, have you found that now that, that uh, Ellie's four things have changed at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, I think part of our challenge is, like, Ellie's not comfortable staying away from us. So even going with, like, her grandpa, like, it's not it's not the point where, we're, like, we can basically say, like, hey, you're going to go stay with Pa. Um, but she's comfortable staying home with, with my mom. So it's, you know, and that's one of the, the a huge benefit that I wish – she fully understood and, and you know, in 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 grasp just how much we appreciate is the fact that we can be like, hey, we're gonna go out, Ellie's gonna stay here, and you know, we're gonna go shopping and we're gonna go see a movie or or whatever. And so as as it's gotten older and or as she's gotten older, and the communication has gotten better, it uh it definitely makes it easier to say, hey, we're gonna do this, we'll be back, and then you know, you know, basically not negotiate with her. So yeah, it's gotten much easier with her, and the fact that she can keep herself entertained now is, it makes it easier to get out, and do something without feeling guilty for leaving her because she's not completely depending on dependent on us for entertainment. Yeah, right on. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back to wrap this up, and then we're gonna just slightly change the conversation. So we'll see you guys in just a second. I'll bring us back in. We're back. We were just talking about who's going to bring us back in, and we were making like mom jokes about my mom. 
Hey, leave my mom out of this. I love my mom. And you can too for 12 bucks. So, John. Toy Soldiers reference there. Great movie. Uh, uh, Will Wheaton. That is a oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I forgot Sean Astin. Yeah. And then Louis Gossett Jr. Yep. That's true. That's true. All right. So, just getting back into it. do you and your wife currently? I know. I know, Joe. You talked about sort of spend time with with your friends and your wife and your daughter all at the same time. You know, you, you look for instances where you can do that. But do you guys? Do you and your wives ever spend make a concerted effort to spend time uh, away from your children for like a date night or something like that? I, I as I mentioned at the close of the last segment, it's like yeah, we we definitely try to get away. Like we go to see movies that Ellie can't see. Um, even though she's getting older to where she could go see like the Marvel movies or uh, Teresa really likes the, what the pitch perfect movies or like star Wars. I'll talk to her about seeing star Wars, you know, in come December. Um, like she's excited about that. But yeah, there are some times where it's like, we're going to go see this and we have to communicate to her. It's like, this is a movie that, that's not really for you to see. So we're going to go watch it, you know? And plus it's like, I'm of the mind where it's like, I'm not going to take her to an opening weekend movie anyway, even if she's four and is able to stay quiet because you never know, when she's not going to be able to. So yeah, I mean, but we don't go out to like, we don't make date nights to go out to eat or anything. It's mostly movies, you know, and that's kind of our, I guess, escape. But, um, or like we went to see Pearl Jam, uh, I don't know, almost four years, I guess that's three and a half years ago. Like that was the closest to a date night we had. And that's only because we happened to win tickets. So, but you won again, tickets. Sorry. I don't yeah, think I've like heard we, this story. We, we didn't necessarily win them, but it's like someone, a family friend won them and they know how much I love Pearl Jam. And so that is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool, but it's Teresa and I really are, we're more homebody. So like we really like staying at home and, and catching up on the DVR and stuff. Netflix and, and chill. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah more, chicka, like, chicka. more like Netflix and pass out. Cause you haven't had any sleep <laughs> too. <laughs> and on a night where I can go to bed at 10 o'clock is a wonderful um, thing, but that, that's a whole other conversation of like sleep schedules for your kids and stuff. Cause Ellie's right. definitely not on a normal one, but yeah, it's hard for us to make date nights, but we've never really been big, like let's go out on a date kind of thing. <laughs> I guess uh, she told us, okay, I, I appreciate you waiting in. So yeah. So for us, it's, it's kind of a similar idea with Galan in that usually when we're going out, we are going out to see a movie and you know, it's typically a lot of the time it's not really planned. Sometimes it's like, you know, maybe a family member hasn't seen Sylvie in a while and they want to hang out with her and you're like, sweet, we have some, no, <laughs> no, usually they'll hang out and we'll say, Hey, if, do you want to, would it be okay if you, you know, wanted to watch her for like an hour or two and we could go out or usually we don't have to ask. Usually our family is really good about, it. have you guys had a date night in a while? And do you guys want us to watch her for a couple hours? Everybody's usually really good about that. So we've been very fortunate in that we haven't really had to ask people too much. Um, really the only time we went out and I think didn't see a movie was for both of our birthdays. Like both of our birthdays, we went out and like did something and with friends. And then, you know, she spent the night at her grandma's house and that was about it. Any other time it's for a couple hours and usually we're going to see a movie. Gotcha. So, I, I just want to hear real quick from you guys before we end this segment. Walk me through the process of when friend plans are are taking shape, where you want to spend time. Joe, you 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 touched on this a little bit already, um, but an opportunity comes up. You want to spend time with a friend away from your family. How does that go down? Do you have to 
catch your spouse at the right time? Do you have to ever bargain with her? I actually, I'll, I'll proactively bargain sometimes. I'm like, hey, like, especially when we're going to go hang out with Matt and, and play board games. Um, you know, it'll be one of those like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go pick up John at 11 and I'll be back around 12 or 1 or whatever. Uh, on, you know, if you if your old man brain can make it up that late. Um, <laughs> you know, and so, so normally it's a matter of, okay, so if I'm going to leave Saturday, let's make sure we get our grocery shopping done. And then, you know, if there's something that she needs to do or something, I'll, I'll do everything I can to try to accommodate her. Um, not being like, hey, I'm going to wash the dishes and wash the laundry because, A, I'm not allowed to touch her washer and dryer because those are her things. I'm perfectly <laughs> capable, but... She really enjoys washing laundry, but it's like, it's not, so there's not like negotiation, like I'm going to cook this meal. I'm going to do that because I don't think that our, our, our relationship's not set up like on like a commerce system where it's like, I have right. to do this. It's just like, Hey, yeah, you know, and the next time we get together, if like, cause some, there are times where it's like our, our group of friends that does that wants to get together every couple of weeks. Just, that's just the way the, the, the plan works out. But it's, uh, Okay. Yeah, sorry. It sorry. Was one of those moments where the kid scared. has something in their mouth, and it's like, yeah, all yeah. the dads in the room stopped and looked like, what is it? Oh, it's yeah. a hair tie. Uh -oh. Yeah, but it's um, you know, it's it's, it's one of that where it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna go going to go this time. Yep. Don't put that in your mouth. Okay. Oh, that face. <laughs> it's like, dare you dictate <laughs> my life, um, Dad? You're ruining my life. Yeah. <laughs> this is my one thing. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, it's 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 just a matter of I think being taking taking her into consideration, like when I'm planning that the next time is is I mean really we get together like what once every month or two, and so it's like she's pretty understanding about that. But it's like if we were to get together every couple of weeks and that you know that might present an issue just because that's that's taking me away from like the one day a week that we have to really just kind of decompress and spend time together. Yeah, that's a good point. For me, it's very if I want to make plans, I need to schedule it out a couple days, and that's because. While I like being spontaneous and I'm very good with spontaneity with, as far as friend plans go, my family is not. And so I know Sylvie specifically really needs to know the plan like ahead of time, like meaning earlier that day. So that means I have to have it figured out a couple days before and really kind of tell her how the day's going to go and how the evening's going to go. And then everything's fine. There's no tears. There's no fits. Everything's good. And I know with Amanda, it's more of like, it's really, it's a courtesy thing. Like I, I would not like to be told like, Hey, I'm going out. You're going to take care of the kid for the night. You're going to take care of the kid the next day. Like just all this stuff. Like, Oh, okay. Thanks. But if I tell her like, Hey, I want to get together with Galan on Wednesday night, it's going to be at eight o'clock. It's going to be after bedtime. So all it means is we'll just do our normal routine. Then I'll go after that and then I'll be home at like 10. No big deal. Or if it's like the board game night where it was, hey, it starts at 630. So I'll be home for dinner and then I'll have to go. And then you and Sylvia will do bedtime. Is that cool? And yeah, that's totally fine. No big deal. You know, and she does the same thing with me. I want to get together with some friends. I'll be home for dinner, but not bedtime. Similar kind of thing. So it's more of planning a couple days out so we can all get on the same page. And if there is a conflict that one of us forgot about, we can talk about it and bring it up. And I think the important thing there is that you mentioned kind of at the very beginning of that. Well, I guess there's two things. Firstly, I would love to eat dinner at 630. That would be so awesome. <laughs> two, it's, 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 you're not dictating. So I think that's part of the where the right. relationship kind of falls apart is if you're, I'm going to do this, or your spouse is like, I'm going to do this, 
and tough shit pal like i think yeah. that that really sets the tone whereas like if you come from an understanding like i would really like to do this does it work is there something that that is something going to get in the way of that and i think that that's that's part of it and sometimes we're like we're wired to be like i do what i do like i'm gonna right. do what i want and 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 maybe that's indicative of like a marriage or a relationship like the, where the communication is at and and you know that the that the, the whole, I get kind of it seems presumptuous to say like oh yeah like my marriage is great because I can communicate with my spouse and, and and I don't I don't necessarily mean it like that but it's like the, I think the more you can do that and how you communicate it how you present it of yeah I'm gonna be gone all day but you know like this is the thing I I, I would really like to be gone all day versus like this is what I'm gonna do like I'm gonna go and get drunk with my friends and come home and <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with like drunk junk me and it's 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 yeah. all about the context and how you present it and i think that sometimes that's whether you're communicating with your spouse or your friends it's like that that sometimes gets lost in you translating what you want to do and it just comes out of very much me 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 and, and right. trust me as someone who's very much wired to be me 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 that's something that i've really had to work on to to do and say yeah this this is this is what's coming up like especially to give her notice like if we know two weeks out in advance we're going to do something to say hey don't forget or Oh, you you have to go into work because one of your employees is sick. Okay, then let me let my friends know that I can't make it and realize that it's like I, there's still that flexibility. It's not rigidity just because I have plans. Like you, as long as you have that flexibility, I think that it goes a long way to you know accepting. And that goes both ways, not just from the dad perspective, but from the mom perspective. Like if something comes up, as long as they're flexible, I think it, it helps to make that kind of thing easier yeah. to accept. And I one last point to really kind of piggyback on what you've been saying is that for us, because Sylvia is so schedule, very routine, very schedule oriented, it's very of these are the plans and it's like, okay, so are you going to be gone for one meal and bedtime, two meals, two bedtimes? You know, if you're traveling, what does that look like? Are you going to be home for one bedtime and away for three? Like just kind of setting those proper expectations. So I know for me mentally, uh, Amanda went out of town a while ago and was like, okay, I'll be home for one bedtime. I'll miss two bedtimes, but I'll be home that third day. I'll just miss bedtime. And for me, it went, okay, this is, you know, how much I will do by myself so I can plan it out accordingly. And then knowing you'll get back at this time, you'll be home for the morning routine will be good. That really helped me mentally get a good, clear picture of it. And I think that's the biggest thing is knowing your spouse, knowing your kid, knowing your schedule, being able to set those proper expectations for how long you're going to be gone and seeing, is this a problem? If not, you know, this is it. If it is, let's work to see how it can not be a problem, or maybe it's just not a good idea. All of that communication, like you were saying, Alon, you have to have that or else it's really like you're, it's going to be a fractured relationship. Here's a perspective. And it's something that John and I talked about on the way over here is, and it's something that you and I can't offer that would be great to have a voice that could is what if you don't have a spouse to communicate? What if you're a single parent? Like how do you make time for your friends at that point? Because a lot oftentimes when you're a single parent, the relationship with the other parent is contentious at best. And sure. so you don't want to be like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. Can you watch on, on your off night? You know? And it, it right. that's a perspective that, that obviously we can't speak to. Um, and so I, I, I say that cause I want to acknowledge that it's like, yeah, it's great for us to sit and say, "Oh, yeah, I talked to my spouse or my partner or whatever," but it's like that—that's a perspective we can't—we can't do. It would be great to eventually have someone on that, that could address a lot of these subjects from the perspective of a single parent. Um, so, and, and so not to not to diminish that, like that's a whole other right. set of challenges to to deal with. 
so you guys kind of touched on this just now talking about the importance of really communication and, and kind of figuring out the dynamic of your own, own marriage and how you and your spouse can make uh, time together and, and apart from each other work. But just as a closing thought, do you guys have any other advice that you would give to a dad maybe that's closer to that one on the scale than, than 10, but he'd like to move sort of more towards that five or six area where you guys perceive yourself? What's the online thing? Um, delete Facebook. Hit the gym, get a lawyer, find a lawyer. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, that's, that's that's some scorched earth advice that, right there. That, that is one way to go. No. Uh, I would say kind of maybe take a step back and if you are in that one, maybe take a look and say, why are you in that one? Is it because you've been a child so much and the other person has felt like they have two children and so they've really had to regimen you because you can't be trusted? not trusted as like a parent, but trusted like to make good choices as far as social plans. Or is it, no, they're very a type a personality. They're very dominant. That's, that's the way they kind of run the ship, so to speak. So I think for that, it's recognizing what situation you're in seeing if you, you know, seeing where you fit in there and then really broaching the subject and saying, Hey, I want to talk about us and our relationship because I kind of am feeling like, you know, left out or, or really not, not a part of it. And I'm just kind of being told what to do. And I would like to be a part of that decision-making process. So for me, I think it's just recognizing and then having that conversation, but it's but, not always easy. And I think part of it, like, and, and I had to look it up just now to make sure I use the, the term right, but it's like, are you aloof? Do you, do you come across as that way where it's just like the, your partner feels like they have to take charge because you seem disinterested or that you seem like you're just kind of very passive and it's, and, and I think that some of us are wired to be, I mean, we're just wired to be like, no, it's cool. Like whatever, go with the flow where you don't make your desire known. And so the other person just takes charge and wants to know what you're doing because they, in their mind, like you talked about it, like they feel like they have to plan and dictate everything. And it's not because they want to, or they're a type A personality, but it's just because you haven't, they feel the need to. So, it, and it goes back. One of the biggest things that I always say to everything and, and having learned from my relationship with John and with Teresa is if you don't communicate with the other person in that relationship, whether it's a friendship, romantic, family relationship, you're going to have issues. And, and part of that's just, I've made a lot of mistakes where I haven't communicated and my intentions were misinterpreted or... They're coming well, for you guys for your bad no, dad no. advice. <laughs> but it's like, you, you <laughs> have again. to communicate. If you don't know how to communicate, I mean, there are... It sounds cliche, but there are books, there are websites to to help you, you know, talk to your family members. If, if you have a, a confidant that, that you can go to and say, I, I'm not in a good place, you know, and if it's not your spouse, I mean, that's a whole other challenge. But it's just right. that you have to communicate and say, this is what I want to do and this is why and lay it out. And if that do, if they're not receptive to that, then that's a whole other, that's a whole other set of challenges too. Yep. Yeah, I think we, we were going to talk about something else, but I think, guys, the plan should be we'll continue this conversation over on Patreon um, for people that want to hear about it because I, I know you guys are both engaged with your families. You love your families. You also have friends uh, that are important to you in your lives. So you spending time with your friends isn't an escape or an avoidance of your family. But uh, I'd like to touch a little bit on dads who really have some other issues that you were talking about, like you were talking about, Galan, that that are uh, trying to spend more time away from their family because of specific issues they may have uh, with with their kids or with their spouse. So we'll continue that a, 
over on Patreon. You guys can support the Detox Podcast on our Patreon page, which you can get to through our website at detoxpodcast.com. And uh, you subscribe at, what, a $5 a month level and you get access to the yeah, bonus content? Yeah, $5 a month and, and any bonus content. So stuff we record ahead of time, segments that we cut or parts of the segments that we cut. Pretty much any bonus material we come up with. I mean, in the it, future we'll have yeah. extra dad stories there, things yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, or heck, we might even have something where it's like we have a conversation around like a movie. Like maybe we watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and we're like, we really want to dedicate a thirty-minute conversation to that because we all love movies. Maybe that's there or something instead of just like because it's not necessarily a dad-centric. If it's under the stuff part of detox, right. but it's like I mean, it just it, there could be any number of things there. It's like stuff that we come up with or stuff that we do separately make it thrown there and i mean five bucks a month is a a coffee i mean from starbucks or something yeah or i i know i, I know it's hard to give up 10 tacos from jack in the box that's very <laughs> difficult that's a huge personal sacrifice that but would I mean, just be one day out of the month that you won't have that. yeah i mean yeah i mean if you're eating 10 tacos a day i mean <laughs> i mean your, your life expectancy is not going to be very long so yeah it's not like you have yeah. to save money but, I mean, <laughs> but your money while you can even yeah. even then like you can't take it with you guys even then, even if you don't do five dollars, you can sign up for the one dollar level, and that helps hugely. And there might be some things where that we would said, put a smile on Galan's face. Oh yeah, I'm all about counting the pennies or something. But no, there, there are some things, especially like if it's a really cool subject, where we just make it available to all the Patreon supporters, sure. not just the five dollar level. But yeah, it did the. It's a subject that I find I find fascinating, partly because like not I mean what we're talking about, what we're wrapping up, even though I'm extending it now, but it's just it's. <laughs> part of it's understanding like the the psychology like the of of we as people and then us as dads and then on top of that like spouses or partners and it's just figuring out like how can how can you have that that communication how can you have that relationship how can you make that work because i think it's something that so many parents it, it just parents go through where it's like we have this new challenge we have this new center of our of our world how do we how do we take time away from that and not feel guilty about it? And it's, I mean, it's a subject I think we could talk for two or three hours on and have a, a compelling, interesting conversation. Right on. So we, we are going to, we're going to continue that conversation over at Patreon. And in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Ask the Dads. All right, we are back for America's favorite segment, Ask the Dads. And Galan, <laughs> I think you had a submitted question from uh, one of our friends. Yeah, so thanks to Nick for submitting the question. But and his question was, uh, basically, as a new parent, do you Google or to Google or not to Google? Like That is the question. So explain, what exactly does that mean? So as adults, like they, the doctors always tell you, don't Google your symptoms. Don't Google your problems because it's going avoid to be... Avoid WebMD because yeah, you'll, you'll always have cancer. You're going to have cancer. There goes or, our or, WebMD or, uh, sponsorship. Yeah, or lupus. You may always have lupus right. if it's, you watch House. And it's never issue. lupus. Yeah. Um, and so, the, yeah, the question is, is like, how much, I guess, how much did you Google? Like, do you Google stuff when something happens to Sylvie? Like, at what point do you... Not do you go to the you know so it's like I think it's a good question so thanks Nick yeah. and I will Nick let... Drennan you're the man yes. and and also he's a new dad yes so so congratulations. congratulations yes that's awesome so Joe how yeah. often do you Google um so I will say I Google a lot less than when I first started I Googled a lot before Sylvia was born just trying to get an idea and for me it was kind of it kind of comes around every new milestone or every new challenge like the one we just got through was 
getting rid of her pacifier. So for that, it was, I really, it's less, it's less of like, how do I put this? It's less of like pediatricians and doctors giving concrete advice because I've tried with sleeping, which we can get into another time. I tried a lot of that by the book and by what the doctor says advice. And it's not always best for your kid. But for me, it was finding out what did other parents do and what methods did they use to get them to stop or to start whatever it is so a for instance is with pacifier she was very attached to it it was part of her bedtime routine she didn't have it when she wasn't going to sleep it was what she needed to go to sleep so we didn't know how to do it and we read we googled and we saw a couple good recommendations and one where it was they said find something she was really excited about really wants to do and say if you know like big girls get to do this if you have a pacifier you're a baby if you get rid of your pacifiers you're not a baby anymore so she really wanted to like paint her toenails so we went well you can do it if we throw away your pacifiers so she watched amanda cut them she saw they were broken she went they're broken and she threw every single one in the trash she got her toenails painted and there were some tears at bedtime but you know one night of some tears second night a little sadness third night fine it, so i think that would actually be a really compelling segment to have like a shorter segment of like the security items sure yeah so like pacifiers uh babas or blankets or whatever the, the, the stuffed animal that you know or the, the the baby toy that they've always had you know things, things like that just of like because we didn't use pacifiers so it'd be interesting to have like that that contrast of um just going back and forth yeah ellie would just pop them right out like she rejected them but i'm like it's like the boob dude like and she's like, accept it, just not. take it. <laughs> and so she wasn't having it. But yeah, so that, that that's, that's interesting. So for, I, I know for us, like, it's mostly like when she, uh, there was one time she was, she got going pretty good and she tripped and hit her head on the base of my office chair and got like a huge, big, like, well, not a goose egg. Cause it's, she wasn't, her head wasn't big. She has a big head, but it wasn't big enough to have a goose egg. <laughs> her, her, she has her father's head. Oh, poor kid. A size 14 hat. Poor wife. Yeah, poor labor. Oh, well. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so it's like, I Googled that. Like, I'm like, what do you do, like, with the the head to find out, like, what are the signs I need to look for? Um, at what point do I need to take her to the hospital and everything like that? But, you know, when, when she has the, the cough or a cough or mucus or something, or something, you know, just cold symptoms, I'm not going to Google because I'm going to think that she has some sort of like baby leukemia or something weird. And cause it's like, that's just the, the extreme examples. Like, yeah. And that's the downside of like, we as the human bodies, we do it as adults. Like if you have a cough and a fever and congestion, you're like, that, man, it must be my prostate. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. But it could be like so many, so many different illnesses. Share Can we the do same. a pr- dad prostate episode? I have, I have had a, um, I have had a colonostomy. Or colonos- colonoscopy? Colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Dude, Galan, you and I are getting really close to those exams. I know. I know. That's what... Yearly is it 50? Exams? No, 40, right? Oh, shit. I should yeah. Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you Google that? Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it's it's something that I've actually tried to avoid unless, like, there's something really pressing. Um, a couple of times if, during the day, I, I would call the pediatrician's office because, I mean, that's kind of what they're there for. And right. they'll answer your basic questions. And it's just, it's... Mostly is for the the immediate injuries, not like oh, there's bone sticking out. Is my baby's arm broken? But it's it's you know or, or the the teeth thing. Like oh, is she teething right? And that's really dangerous because then you get the stories. And I think it's something that I talked to one of you about. And I can't. I think it was to talk to you, Joe. Where it's like you're comparing other parents' experience to your kid and being like, oh crap, my kid's like not, not developing right because 
she's not walking at a certain age, or she's not doing this, or she's not doing that, and, and all of a she sudden... She likes like... Minecraft way too much. <laughs> Help me. But it's, you know, it, it, so yeah, I think I think it's... I caught myself doing that. I'm like, I'm only going to... In extreme situations, I'm going to Google. So yeah, it's, sure. okay, so it sounds like b- both you guys uh, conditionally say to Google. Yeah, yeah. just... Yeah. So there you go, uh, Google, Nick. Google with discretion. Yeah, just be smart about Google it. Google with discretion. Just you... Google asterisk. Yeah. I do know that there's like a bunch of baby forums that you'll you'll end up going to. There's like not a bunch. There's a handful that every single time you will go to like I can't remember any of them, but it'll be like babycentral.com, and then you have to learn that all the exactly acronyms. Good job like DD for like dear daughter or um, DH for dear or dumb husband or whatever. Wow, you're on those way more than I am. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Teresa's on like the Facebook groups, like the Crunchy Mom Facebook groups. Sure. Like, I understand what a crunchy mom is now. And what's a crunchy mom? That like, it, they're very much just like all natural and it, yeah. There's various uh, levels. It's it's very more being very all natural with all of your decisions. And there's various crunch levels, I guess you could say. It's like like um, I'm not going to use dairy milk because dairy milk is evil and me. I would yeah, it's all, like it's like giving birth to your kid in a vat of essential oils. I mean, bath salts. No, yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's one thing. I, well, I will say about milk though that most of the world in population is more lactose intolerant than we care to admit. So soy milk's not. So bad. there you go. No, but soy milk and almond milk tastes like ass. Guys, if I could not redirect us. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Enough about prostates. Let's get to dad jokes. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll start. I have a handful I'm going to use. So I'm going to I'm going to start with. Uh, what did the bra say to the hat? I don't know what. You go on ahead, and I'll give these two a lift. <laughs> Not sure that's an appropriate dad joke. <laughs> uh, do we want? I've got several too. Do we want go, to just go, go back and forth? Yeah, I got I got three that I'm going to use. I have a lot, but I'm going to use. I'm going to do three, unless John has one, then I'll do two. I have something I can throw your way. It's right. uh, not as good as a bra joke, but I mean, <laughs> what is? I guess. Yeah, what is? Oh, okay. Her, her. Uh, so I went to a bookstore and asked the saleswoman where the self-help section was. She said if she told me, it would defeat the purpose. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but I'm boom. It's a good retail joke also. Yeah, right? It's really funny because if you get like someone like my dad to say it, he'll be like, eh, eh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it, Dad. <laughs> Go ahead, John, if you got one. Uh, you know, guys, I used to hate facial hair, but then it grew on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing Galan laugh. <laughs> it makes my day a little brighter. It does. <sighs> How do locomotives know where they're going? I don't know. Lots of training. <laughs> true, true. Uh, so, what did the ocean say to the shore? What? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, here's one, guys. Uh, I'm terrified of elevators, so I'm going to start taking steps to avoid them. I think I want to quit my job. I think I'd rather clean mirrors for a living. It's just something I can see myself doing. <laughs> wow. Dude. Oh, man. Uh, okay. This is my last one. How do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. Oh. It's <laughs> a good joke. That is a good joke. And there you have it, guys. Oh, oh I'll do one more. Oh, you got one more? Gotcha. Mountains aren't just funny. They're hilarious. Hilarious. 
Oh, Hilarious. they're hill areas. Yeah. That's, that's a that was bad. I had to bring us down there. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I got, I got, all right, I got to end on a high note. What's ET short for? What? Because he's got little legs. <laughs> <laughs> a little misdirection in that one. <laughs> there we go. I think those that's are the best one. ones, like the, the seagulls ones. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. not expecting <laughs> that. That's awesome. Yep. So there's dad jokes. There's dad, dad jokes. jokes. Are funny. So guys, uh, as we're ending this episode, let's go ahead and end with things to check out. What? This is a segment where we tell you guys out there something cool that you may want to check out. It could be dad related or not. This is definitely not dad related, and it may actually be dated because by the time, like a year from now, this may not exist. But okay, Taco, uh, Taco Bell has oh here we go a, a nasty effect on most individuals. There's a something that gives you the diarrhea or the farts. There goes the... our Taco Bell uh, no, no, no. sponsorship. No, no. So they have a new. It's like the naked chicken chalupa. Oh, I've seen ads, for which that. is like a really thin fried chicken thing, which is a little little spicy. With it's like a chicken for the show, fried chicken. Yeah, show. yeah, for the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can actually apparently get taco meat in it, so I don't know why you'd like want to torture yourself like that. Wow, I feel my arteries Wait, clogging already. Thing? In the fried thing, yeah. Apparently, you can. It could just be that. fried taco meat. Oh no! Like yeah, so you have the the chicken shell with taco meat, and then the lettuce, tomato, cheese, and like uh-huh. spicy avocado ranch, some sort of sauce. Okay, they are incredibly delicious. What? Why Holy spicy crap. avocado ranch? Just I, in case spicy. to get rid of that five percent chance you're <laughs> not gonna have diarrhea. No, it's just uh, it, <laughs> they really want to make sure. They just there's something spicy. There was they're spicy, and so there was a, a Facebook friend of mine had posted that she was trying it. And I'm like, well, crap, that looks really good. I had no idea they were doing it. So I went and bought one, and then I bought one yesterday, too. And I'm probably <laughs> going to buy one today for dinner because they're really delicious. I'm not going to judge you. I like to try everything, no matter how nasty it sounds or, or like, however dangerous it looks to actually consume. I like to try every new thing they come out with. Uh, yeah, it's... And it's like the Jim Gaffigan bit. It's all the same, like, whatever, four ingredients. Right. But they're but they're just, just real artisans over there, dude. I love Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, I love their whole, like, Crunchwrap thing. Like, that oh, fascinates yeah. me. I don't like the Crunchwraps, but I like the idea of them. Um, you know, about I could the, go for a, a Mexi Melt anytime. There, there's something just about the, the tortilla that I'm not... I'm not into. I, I have not had Taco Bell in over 10 years, and I do not regret that decision. <laughs> You're just heaping judgment on us? <laughs> no, I just... Break that trend. No, Break no, that trend. Yeah. But That's it. Next time we're bringing Taco Bell with us. Too much no! This is, and, and, and the smell. The smell is invasive. It invades oh. your house. Like, it's it's before, before and after. That, that McDonald's, Teresa, like, I'll come, she'll come home from work, and it'll have been like two hours since I'd eaten McDonald's. Or something. She's like, did you eat McDonald's? And I'm like, no, and she or she knows, or she's like, she gets she got into her car. And she's like, you had Taco Bell, didn't you? I'm like, shit, busted. <laughs> Why do wives always have bloodhound noses? Like, do you think I, it's, I think, is it their enhanced mom senses? I think, yeah, I think it's the mom senses, probably. Where it's like she's sneaking, or it's like somehow, or I there won't, there's no smell, and I've snuck something, and then I have like a single crumb like next to my <laughs> collarbone on a brown shirt, and she notices, and I'm like, how in the hell? Yeah, so for us, it's like I clean the litter box and I sit down and everything's fine. And she'll just be sitting on the couch or be sitting upstairs and she'll just like stick her face up and go, The litter box. I'm like, What? No, I just did it. And then I hear a cat hop out. I'm like, How did, how did, it's way down the hall or it's downstairs. How did you even smell? She's like, I just, it's bad. And I'm like, I, I, it hasn't even hit me yet. Like, but yeah, oh, that's crazy. Spell. I, 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 that's, I mean, that's, ability, that's, that's just good superpower. No, I don't have it. I, I shared that one with her. Like we can clean litter boxes and it's like, yeah, be, oh shit. Good if she's ever like 
carbon monoxide or like oh radon right deadly radon <laughs> gas we got to get out of here everybody out everybody out dude carbon monoxide scares the shit out of me it's i mean it's good yeah we could definitely do uh, an, an episode home, on, home, on safety. home safety yeah yeah all right joe yeah so my thing to check out is amanda and i went actually we made time and we went to a movie the other day we saw hidden figures so it's oh. about the african-american women that helped nasa put a man on the moon or put a man in space and then put a man on the moon and it stars taraji p henson uh octavia spencer and janelle monet i couldn't remember the last one and it is fantastic. It is really good. It got nominated for a lot of Oscars. And it's just, it's a really good quality film. And it's about a story I'd never heard of before. So I recommend if it's still in theaters, check it out. If it's out on DVD, Blu-ray when you listen to this, check it out. And it's also based on a book, Hidden Figures. So they wrote a book and then they adapted it for the movie. So you can get that. And you can also buy that book via our Amazon link. Which we will have up soon. Yes. Sylvie, um, what's wrong? It, 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 do either of you, when you hear the term "man on the moon," does, does the REM song immediately jump into your head? Yes, as well as the Jim Carrey movie. Jim Carrey movie, yeah. Um, neither of those for me. Thanks. Right. Before your time. Not the Jim Carrey movie. I just it doesn't. Actually, pop very, very much like a, a off subject. Just like Ali. Like I didn't like the movie, but I think the I think the performances. I love that movie. Really? The performances of no, I loved it. Like Will Smith is Ali, and then um, Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman. Like those performances were amazing. Yeah, but the movies were just. Yeah, I disagree. Oh, I Ali Man on the Moon. Moon. I should watch Man on the Moon. I never saw it, so I think I'll I'll check it out someday. And I'll, I'll revisit it. Uh, I kind of I feel like we're carrying on the Andy Kaufman uh, sort of philosophy in that. He, he was a comedian that wasn't necessarily trying to get laughs. He was just trying to get an emotional response. And I feel like the same thing about detox. You don't have to like <laughs> us. You can hate us. And we're still succeeding. Yep. Yep. Um, so to go kind of go along with Joe's, because this is another thing that you could do as a date night, uh, escape rooms. Have you guys done escape oh, rooms at all? Yes. I, I have not, but my wife has. Okay. I love escape rooms. And uh, it's something that, that me and a group of friends have, have kind of started to, to do every once in a while. And uh, we've, we've We've hit two in in the DFW Metroplex. There's like a ton that have popped up, um, so they're yeah. around, you know. And it, it may be it's something that's like it's like thirty bucks a person, and it may last like an hour and a half, two hours or something. The whole experience, but uh, it's it's it is a fun experience to do. That's different than like dinner and a movie or something if you have time and if yeah. you maybe maybe you don't want to do it if your spouse is terrible at puzzles or something but <laughs> it's a lot of fun though i know i went from my birthday and we had a bunch of different friends and it was it was really cool because you got to see everybody had a different like everybody contributed to one of the puzzles in the room yeah and because everybody that was there thought differently exactly and so i was mainly yelling and running around and i solved maybe one or two puzzles but just because I was like, I got so excited the more and more it went on because I'd been wanting to do it forever. But yeah, no, I back your recommendation 100%. And just for people who don't know what it is, it's just you you go in, generally it's a group, six to eight people or something. You get put in these pre-created scenarios where you're, you're in a room or a series of rooms and you're finding... Uh, clues that help you unlock puzzles that eventually lead you to getting out mm -hmm. of the room, which is why it's called, it's called an escape room. But and they have really cool different themes. We went in a pirate themed one. Uh, what themes I'm did doing you that do? One, soon. Uh, one was really cool. It was like we're trying to rescue a, a girl that had been kidnapped, and oh, okay. so they split our group of eight up into two different <sighs> groups of four, and we were each in like a uh, a different hotel room. Oh, and we were working yeah, to try yeah, to yeah. get together and then escape to to get her out. Do you escape. Um, yeah. Oh, no, that one we didn't. We actually filled. We got to the last puzzle and filled. Um, 
the other two I've done, we we have completed. It, one was like a weird, like real dark themed one where you're oh. stuck in like the chambers of this grieving lady's heart. That was, that was weird. <laughs> then the other thing, the other one was really cool. Um, it was we were supposed to be like this uh, investigative specialist unit for the FBI that gets called in to try to figure out where a terrorist hit a bomb in his apartment. Oh, that's awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, and we we got that one too. But nice. anyways, they're fun. So uh, check those out. I think the two that I went to, uh, Red Door, and then one called Sector, and uh, they were both really cool. So uh, guys, last thoughts, final thoughts here. Communication is key. I think we've hit on that a bunch, but if you want to spend time with friends, you want to spend time with family, you want to make time, just communicate. Communicate your plans ahead of time. Communicate how that's going to affect your routine or your schedule and try and find a way to make it work. And if it doesn't, maybe it's not the right time and you can revisit it. Joe, how do we turn that into a hashtag? Hashtag communication is key. Hashtag communicate, bitch. You you got to throw dad in there. Oh, bitch dad? Dad? Hashtag. <laughs> no, we'll work on it. Uh, go yeah. on. I'm not a big. Yeah. No, it, it's. A, I'm not a big hashtag creator. <laughs> no, that's not my job for the podcast. Oh. No, I, I agree. It, it's it, it's it's communicate. Like you need to you need to communicate with your friends. Let them know like what's going on. Like hey, hey, we're welcome to hang out. But like my kids going through that. You know they're they're, they're noisy. Like every about an hour we have to, to do something or. Communicate with your spouse. Let them know that you want to go hang out with your friends. But um, you know, it, it's something that that my dad brought up. Like you need to communicate. Um, like, where are your priorities? Are you guys, uh, you know, parents first or spouse first, children second, or children first, spouse second? Figure out where where your priorities are. Communicate with your partner, spouse, significant other, family, whoever you need to to. You know, I mean, you still have to make. We're, we're parents first, but we have to make time for ourselves at some point. Um, otherwise, we we can lose ourselves, and and then we're we invest our our identity and our self worth in in our kids, and I don't think that that's a healthy thing to do. So you have to communicate, even if you have an internal dialogue. Like you have to communicate with yourself. You have to, to keep looking for ways to make things work. You can't make any kind of assumptions and say, well, they're going to be okay with it. Maybe because they're my spouse and they love me and they're going to let it, they're going to let it slide or they're going to, yeah, my mom, my mom will watch my kid. I mean, she, you know, I mean, that's her grandkid. She's going to, you don't make those assumptions, have those, you know, have that make time. And then if you need to, like, maybe there is some sort of bargaining, like you brought up, John, like maybe you have to be like, Hey, yeah, you know, watch that mom. And then we'll get together. Like, it's like, if you're making time for your parents, like, Hey, let's spend time together. Like do this for me. And then let's make some time for us. Do this for me and I'll wax my back. Something like that. That's, mean, that's yeah, it's a lot of waxing, John. Hashtag yeah. wax your back. Hashtag wax, wax your, your wax back. your dad. Wax your dad. Wax your dad. That's that's it, guys. It Hashtag wax your dad. Well <laughs> I think Sylvie's ready to play. So, uh, guys, thank you for listening. There's a few different ways you can help us out. Find us on Facebook, like us, uh, spread the word, tell tell other dads about us, and you can subscribe to us and rate us and review us on iTunes. You can sign up on Patreon to support us, and you'll get exclusive content like we explained before. And uh, we just want to thank you for listening. And, go on. anything else I'm forgetting?
No, and then also, um, well, we should have our Amazon affiliate link up sometime in the middle of of this week, and but by early February. So if you haven't, so you by know, the time episode four comes out, yeah. For sure. So it's yeah. Check our site. There'll be an Amazon affiliate link. So if you're going to do your shopping on Amazon, and you want to help us out a little bit. Click on that link when you purchase stuff. It helps our show out. They throw a few a few cents our way, yep. and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Nope, you're so. not paying any extra on Amazon. If you're someone like me that spends a lot of money on Amazon and ships a lot of things. Even if you just think of like like the microphone or like a cable adapter I bought last week for the interview, like that helps us out. So yeah, check that out. Check out our website. Just our website will be up to date with all the all the happenings going on. Detoxpodcast.com. Yeah. And uh, keep it coming with the ask the dad questions and the dad jokes. And we will see you guys next time. Yep. All right. Thank be you. a better day.